Hey guys, welcome back to the GOAT Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and we have again Monica Teske. We're going to be reviewing round three. Monica, welcome back to the program, and we're going to throw it to you to talk about picks 16 to 31 of the first round before we get into round three. Monica, we'll start with the commanders who selected Emmanuel Forbes. I hated this pick. I hated this pick. I was watching... I this afternoon I took a couple couple of minutes and I watched some Mississippi State games and I was finding that Forbes was getting beat more often than he was not. And that frustrated me. Yes, the guy gets lots of picks, but a lot of them are on tips on like tip passes. That's not I don't think that's gonna translate to the NFL. I don't like that very much. He's Trayvon Diggs because that's that's what we've seen a lot in the NFL with Trayvon. Is, Trayvon's not a shutdown no. corner, but he gets a lot of interceptions, and that's why people talk about him so kindly, and I think that's why Emmanuel Forbes even got drafted in the first round. Um, I don't like it considering who the Patriots took no. with the next pick. Um, they took Christian Gonzalez. Your thoughts on Christian I Gonzalez? I was shocked that he was still available at 17, and I know that you had – Picked him to go at 17, and I was like, he's not going to go at 17. He shouldn't have gone at 17. He should have been gone way before that. And do you know what's crazy? Had the Steelers genuinely been in love with him as a player, I would have been right with my first mock draft for the Steelers of the four seven rounds. And I would have never let you live that down. (laughs) I know. But I'll still take the win that he was there at 17 when you had said there's no way he's going to be there yeah. at 17. Um, I, I would not have thought that the Patriots would have let the Steelers trade up to 14. I thought when we traded up to 14, before I realized Broderick Jones was there, I thought it was for mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez. And that would have been a good pick at 14. Right. But with Broderick Jones being 22 years old, you know, as a left tackle that we desperately need for Kenny Pickett because – the left side of the ball was part of the reason that Kenny Pickett was flustered mm-hmm. all last season. I loved the Broderick Jones pick too, but I would have been okay with Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Either way, it was good. But so it Detroit, just Christian Gonzalez yeah. and the Patriots makes that secondary so deadly. Absolutely. What about Jack Campbell to the Detroit Lions? That was a surprise at 18. I love, love, love Jack Campbell, but I do not like him at 18. Yeah, I think they could have waited to the second round. I don't think there's um, anybody else here who would have grabbed him. I maybe you could argue the Chargers would have thought about it at twenty one, and the the uh, the Vikings at twenty three because they technically do have linebacker yeah. needs there. Maybe the Bills would have thought about it at twenty five, and the Cowboys at twenty six. But it was very clear that middle linebacker was not a big, you know. No. Ticket item. And then the the Lions come out and they select the only middle linebacker in the entire first it was, round. It was shocking. Yeah. Well, at 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made quite a splash in selecting Kalijah Cansey. What did you think about that? Don't they run a 3-4? Probably not anymore. Um, <laughs> You know, I do think they run more of a 4-3 because Levante David's usually considered an outside mm-hmm. linebacker. And so is Devin White. So basically, Vita Vea is going to have a running mate that you're going to have a hard time stopping mm-hmm. both of them. If Tampa Bay runs a 3-4, this is 
this is the second worst pick in the first round. But if they run a 4-3, it's right. one of the best. At number 20 and 21 and 22 and 23, let's just talk about all of them rapid fire because it's all the same position. The Seahawks take wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. The Chargers take wide receiver Quentin Johnston. The Baltimore Ravens take wide receiver Zay Flowers. And the Minnesota Vikings take Jordan Addison out of USC, wide receiver. What did you think about those four wide receivers going in the order? Did you like the order they went in? Did you like the teams they went to? I like three out of four of those. Can you guess the one I did not like? Zay Flowers. (laughs) Yeah, it was a terrible pick. But we at the GOAT podcast, when I did my final first-round mock, I said that at 22, the Ravens were going to draft Zay Flowers. Because it's just the Baltimore thing to do. And I saw on Um, Twitter yesterday that Marlon Humphrey was saying, you know, that he thought that at 22 – they were either going to go corner or Zay Flowers. And I was like, really? Really? Even the players know how bad they draft. It does not make sense. He was excited about it, and I'm like, dude, you were crazy. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The, the Ravens draft pretty much every other position well. But wide receiver, they just they don't know what they're doing there. They never have. Uh, most of their picks that they've had over the years have been – middle of the road Mm -hmm. to mid-tier and the rest of them have been free agents that they've signed or traded so um i i agree with you though three of these four are really great i hated that jordan addison went to the vikings because i'm not going to get a share of him now in our (laughs) our dynasty league because i have Uh justin jefferson um but quentin johnson's intriguing jackson smith and jigba's intriguing um i liked that uh, a lot all three of those i like that jsn went first yeah, mm-hmm. he deserved it. All right, the next pick was Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland. Did you have anything to say about this? I I, I wasn't surprised, but I also didn't like it. It's probably as far as if I'm going to rank my favorites, it's in the it's very close to the bottom, but in it made mm-hmm. sense, but I just didn't like it too much. Dalton Kincaid to the Buffalo Bills, tight end. Such a good pick. Yeah, it really is. I I think that this takes this and this is this is also coming at it with a perspective of what I know they've done in route and like today. But I think that Buffalo is gone from we're going to we're going to put up a fight in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs to we might actually have the personnel to beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Yeah, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, We talked about round two in the episode that we aired today as well, and they go get Osiris Torrance Mm -hmm. in round two, and that's that's a big help. Oh, you add Dalton Kincaid, you add Osiris Torrance. Maybe you can beat the Bengals, and then maybe you can also outscore the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, at 27 or 26 through 29, let's just talk about those because I like 30 and 31 as a a separate thing to discuss. The Dallas Cowboys take Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle. Jaguars take Anton Harrison, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. The Bengals take Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. 
the Saints come back to Clemson and take Brian Breesey. And then we have picks 30 and 31 that we'll talk about last. But what did you think, basically picks 27 through 29, you know, I get the Anton Harrison pick. I think we can just leave that as it is. There's not much to say no, about that. Monty Smith was a little bit of a head scratcher for me when you had Brian Breesey on the board. Yeah. I, I didn't get that one. Anton Harrison, that is a obvious reaction to the Cam Robinson news. Miles Murphy mm-hmm. to the Bengals. I'm so sorry for the AFC North because that is incredible. Yeah. And Brian Breesey, I'm interested to see how he does in New Orleans. I, I hope that he gets mm-hmm. a starting position immediately. Did anybody have a better first round, though, than the Philadelphia Bulldogs? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean... Not even close. They they get Nolan Smith at 30, and they were talking about Nolan Smith having to be who they settled for at 10, but Jalen Carter was available at 9, so they trade up with the Bears and get Jalen Carter, and then they were thinking, you know, maybe we'll trade out. And then Nolan Smith just kept falling. And I'm sorry, but the Bengals made a mistake in not taking Nolan Smith. I like the Miles mm-hmm. Murphy pick. I think it's a good pick. But I don't know why Nolan Smith fell other than the fact that he was injured for the most of, you know, the, the majority of the season at one point. And I think that yeah. kind of hurt him. But the Philadelphia Bulldogs have definitely done a good job, I think. And I will continue to call them that. They've drafted four Bulldogs in the last two years on the defensive side of the ball. They are rivaling the Washington Tide. <laughs> Um, you know, that's, that's about the only other team that is desperately in love with a college, you know, organization or college team as much. Oakland, when they were Oakland Raiders, they were in love with Clemson for a little bit, but it wasn't this bad. Yeah. And then the Chiefs take Felix Anyaduke Uzama. Uh, I'll give you the right to talk about that one. I liked it. It was a good pick. What did you think? I... I wasn't – I thought they could have done better with that pick. It wasn't yeah. terrible, but I thought there was a lot more options available that would have been better for them. But that's fine. That's fine. They can mess up that pick, and it's okay. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to go five at a time for this, uh, you know – third round because there are a lot more picks in the third round than there are in any other round um, for the most part. That's where the compensatory selections come in. And if you're not sure what a compensatory selection is, it's basically where based on the amount of assets that you lose throughout the offseason prior, you're given bonus picks. And those bonus picks start around pick number 83 or 90-ish or something like that. I don't know. Um but there's like 10 to 15 compensatory picks. Um, we'll talk about those in more detail maybe later. But for now, the first five picks of the night. I don't think we have to talk much about the first three. Uh, it was Zach Pickens to the Bears, a defensive tackle. Again, they took Gervin Dexter. Why are you taking another defensive tackle? Right. That doesn't make much sense. Uh, Tyler Steen, offensive tackle to reach. the Eagles. Eagles then are back on the clock, and they take Sidney Brown, a defensive back out of Illinois. And I'll let you have four if you let me have five. How about that? 
I I want to say a couple of things about five when we get there. And I'll say a couple of things about four. I about that? love, love, loved this pick for the Broncos. I was so excited. What I really like, what I was really, really wanting there was Hendon Hooker, and we didn't get Hendon Hooker, but we got Drew Sanders. And I was so pumped because as far as our linebackers are concerned, Josie Jewell is in the last year of his contract. And then we have Alex Singleton and not much else as far as middle linebackers are concerned. And Drew Sanders is far and away the best linebacker in this draft. And I am so pumped that we're going to have him. Well, and the interesting thing is y'all traded pick number 68 to the Lions. Yeah. Um, so you could have had Hendon Hooker. But I think that, you know, uh, Sean Payton is trying to send a message to Russell Wilson that it's still his team. Uh, I think Drew Sanders is going to be a phenomenal pick for the the Razorbacks. I think that was a really good value mm-hmm. there in the third round. But I love the fit for Hendon yeah, Hooker. Yeah, I, um, I love Hendon Hooker. I'm so excited for him. I think that Hendon Hooker will be the starter in two seasons in Detroit, and not because Jared Goff is not any good but because I think that the Detroit Lions are going to trade Jared Goff to another mm-hmm. team and recoup draft picks. Um, Hendon Hooker, I've said this before on the podcast, I believe it's true, had he not torn his ACL, there is an argument to be made that he was on a Joe Burrow-esque yes. rise and had that continued and they ended up in the playoff and maybe even won a championship. There is an argument to be made that Hooker would have been a top three pick. Oh, yeah. At least a top four. Um, And I get that the security of everything, you know, you don't want to draft a guy that's hurt in round one and risk everything, but I think some teams are going to regret not taking Hendon Hooker in round one to have that extra year Mm -hmm. of control because basically Hooker is like Jordan Love without that fifth-year option. And if Jordan Love comes out this year and plays even at a Pro Bowl level – he's going to go to the Packers and say, I want a long-term extension after one season. And that's essentially what Hendon Hooker can do, too, because this year he's going to be on Mm -hmm. ice, basically. Next year, he may also be on ice, which means year three, he's going to come out and play, and he's going to want a long-term contract before his deal is up. Um, But I love the pick. I think the Detroit Lions know what they're doing, and I think this is their first non panic pick i that has i will happened. say one thing that i was thinking about when i saw that they picked Hinton hooker was i believe you had mentioned on the podcast before that if detroit plays this right they won't be picking in the top 10 for years and years to come and yeah that pick i think turned it for them because the the other picks i was like yeah uh, uh, yeah good not great but that one yeah, they're not they're not going to be picking in the top 10 for a long time because of that pick and that pick alone. Well, the next five that were off the board, the Houston Texans take Tank Dell, a wide receiver. Vegas Raiders take Byron Young, defensive tackle out of Bama. The Saints take Kendra Miller, running back out of TCU. The Cardinals take Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse. And the New York football Giants take Jalen Hyatt. Wide receiver out of Tennessee. Monica, your thoughts? I really like the Garrett Williams 
pick for the Cardinals. I think he'll I think he'll do good things in that defense and that's really the only one that I have anything to say about. I I'm not I like I like the Jarrett uh the Jalen Hyatt and the Kendra Miller picks. I think the Saints are basically saying, you know, hey Kamara, you're probably not gonna be mm-hmm. here much longer. Let's see what we have. Do I think there were better running yes. backs on the board? Yeah. Um but did people think the same thing when Alvin Kamara was selected a few yeah. years ago? Yeah. So I, I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They they have had a pretty good history at drafting running backs and getting the most out of their running back talent outside of CJ Spiller when they made that trade for him. Um or did they they drafted him, didn't they? I, I One think of the two. It was it was bad, whatever I don't it was. Remember. Well, the next five are also interesting because Cedric Tillman, wide receiver from Tennessee, goes to the Browns. The edge linebacker Zach Harrison goes to the Falcons. Marty Mapu, linebacker out of Sacramento State, goes to the New England Patriots. And Byron Young, edge out of Tennessee, goes to the Rams. And then the Packers come back again and take another tight end, Tucker Craft. So they're doing a two tight end set here. And they also added that um, Peyton Reed or Hayden Reed, you know, something along those lines. What are your thoughts about that that group of five? Zach Harrison is a really, really good pick for the Falcons. Yeah. And then Tucker Craft, when I saw that, I I think it kind of signaled to me that they're saying Jordan Love – it's all you, buddy. Like, we're we're doing whatever we can to make this your team and to give you the ability to, to succeed. That's that's what this is signaling for me. And that's – and it also, when I saw this, I was like, now the Lucas Van Ness pick makes even less sense than it did. Yeah. Well, I I enjoyed the Marty Mapu pick after I listened to Daniel Jeremiah gush mm-hmm. over him a little bit. I don't really um, know anything about him. He says he's the best player in the draft, his favorite <laughs> player, I should say, uh-huh. in the draft. Um, and that he's a very fluid mm-hmm. linebacker. And I, I have to say, I like Daniel Jeremiah so much more than I ever liked Mike Mayock. Um, and Daniel Jeremiah's got his hand on the pulse better than anybody that I know other than maybe mm-hmm. Albert Breer um, in the mock draft in the scouting world. Uh, let's see here. I call dibs on the first one, so just let me gush over him for a minute here okay. in just a second. Uh, the next five players, the Colts take Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. The Panthers trade up with Pittsburgh to take DJ Johnson, an edge player out of Oregon. Tajay Spears, running back out of Tulane, goes to the Tennessee Titans. Yaya Diaby, defensive end from Louisville, goes to the Buccaneers. Um, Then the Denver Broncos selected Riley Moss, a cornerback out of Iowa. Now, there are two picks that I love in this group, and I think they're also very Mm -hmm. telling. The first is Mm -hmm. Josh Downs. Um, He catches everything. And you know what I think is kind of interesting? What was the number one knock we gave for Anthony Richardson as a quarterback? He's very inaccurate. He's a very inaccurate Mm -hmm. quarterback. When I watch Josh Downs' uh, highlight reels 
in doing some of my scouting and some of my preparation for my final full round, you know, full seven round mock and my final first round mock. Josh Downs catches everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's hardly ever a drop. There's hardly ever a time when oh he could have had that. He catches basically everything, including some throws that he probably shouldn't have caught because they mm-hmm. weren't very well thrown. So I think that is a really good pick for the Colts. And then I like Tajay Spears uh, to the Titans because I think it definitely means Derrick Henry's being yeah, traded. Yeah, that um, one. That one I. You don't draft someone of Tajay Spears' level without a plan. Without a plan to get him in and get him in fast. Derrick Henry is on his way out. I just don't know how fast. Yeah, and I think this is the the type of two back set that we're talking about. Tajay Spears is mm-hmm. a little bit shorter. Um, not as right. big mm-hmm. as Derrick Henry is, but Hassan Haskins definitely is as big as Henry is. And so if they want that one-two punch, they've got that with Tajay Spears and yeah. Hassan Haskins. Then the Buccaneers um, pick, that's just a great name. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I like Diaby or Diaby. Um, the next five, the Miami Dolphins select Devin Chain, running back out of Texas A&M. The Chargers select... Deion Henley, linebacker out of Washington State. The Baltimore Ravens select Trenton Simpson, linebacker out of Clemson. Go figure. The San Francisco 49ers make their first pick of the night. Jair Brown, a safety out of Penn State. And then the Jaguars broke my heart even further uh, with my stock that I have um, in, I can't even think of his name right now, Travis Etienne, uh, by selecting Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn. So, I love the Devin A. Chain pick to the Dolphins. They they don't strike me as a team that wants to pound the no. rock. Um, they should, uh, but they strike me as a team that says, hey, Devin A. Chain can be Naeem Hines or a Darren Sproles-type player where we can dump it off and maybe save yeah. Tua's life. He's um, going to have to be that safety valve. Yeah, and I, I do also like the two linebacker picks for the Chargers and the Ravens. I hate that the Ravens got Trenton Simpson because – the Steelers traded out a pick 80, and we could have had uh, Diane Henley, who I had at one point going in a, a mock draft to the Steelers. Trenton Simpson I had at another point. And there's another player going on down here in just a moment that they could have had too. Um, but I'm okay with who they ended up with. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Uh, Diane, Hen- like, Monica- Diane Henley, I love that pick. He is going to fill that Drew Tranquil role, and I think he's going to fill yeah. it from day one. I really like that pick. And as much as I like that pick, I despise Tank Tank Bigsby, which is another cool name, to the Jaguars. I hate yeah. that. It Okay, so I know that we've talked to each other about the weird running back situation for the past few years with the Buffalo Bills. And it seems like they don't really know what they want to do at running back. That's what this right. feels like. With the Jaguars. They don't know what they want to do at running back. And you had James Robinson who was going to sign a very cheap contract if you yeah. kept him. So, you know, I still think ETN is the guy because that's what Trevor Lawrence wants. And I would not be surprised in the least if Lawrence continues to be happy because ETN is the player. But but yeah. at the same time, um, ETN and Bixby have very 
different skills at the running back position so they could be doing a two running back set. Yeah. By the way, um, I'm going to pull this up real quick because we're about to be at the Steelers selection and much ado was made about what I had had them doing uh, at one point in my seven-round mock draft that I did. I want to pull that back up and just kind of uh, look at their team selections for just a moment to see something here. Um, Yeah, okay, so in the very beginning, I had them taking Christian Gonzalez, Dewan Jones. Jordan Addison was mm-hmm. gone. I said that Jordan Battle would be there at 81. Well, um, Jordan Battle was not only there at 81... He was there at 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, all the way down to our next batch of players, uh, or the next mm-hmm. batch after this batch. Let's talk about the next five, and you know you're not getting to talk about the Steelers pick before I do. So, um, the Los Angeles Rams take a defensive tackle, Kobe Turner, out of Wake Forest. The Cowboys select an heir apparent, if they so desire, to Leighton Van Der Esch with DeMarvian Overshone. The Buffalo Bills come and take Dorian Williams to replace Tremaine Edmonds, it looks like. And then the Chiefs jumped in front of the Steelers, and I really thought they were jumping in front in part to do what the Steelers mm-hmm. ended up doing. But the Chiefs instead take Wayna Morris, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. And then at 93, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Darnell Washington. Um... I I like all I, of these. All of them. Yeah. Every single one. So, I mean, even even the Chiefs pick, it's 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 a good fit for them, especially since um Oh my goodness. I, I just blanked on the name. Jawan Taylor. They just signed Jawan Taylor. It's on the other side. Oh, I blanked. I blanked on the name, I but I, he'll he'll come in, and I believe Morris can play multiple offensive line positions, if I remember correctly. I may be thinking of a different guy, but I think it's Morris that can that can uh, kind of be a swing player on the offensive line. That's what they need. It'll be good for them. And then I'm not going to say anything about the Pittsburgh pick, but I think I've I think my opinions have been made clear on this podcast. Yeah, this is the Steelers basically saying to Matt Canada, we'll give you the tools for one season because Matt Canada loves to do these tight end screens, but the tight end that we throw them to is a six foot seven clunker of a runner. But that's not what ends up happening with Darnell no. Washington. And so I'm very excited about that. Um, I think Darnell Washington can carve out a very good role in Pittsburgh. And also be able to help the Steelers out if Pat Fryermuth does not want to re-sign. If, if Pat, Pat Fryermuth does not break out this season, I feel like that's his own fault at this point. Yeah. We have a good team around him. He's got he's to be able to continue to build on what he's mm-hmm. done so far. The next five are Arizona Cardinals taking wide receiver Michael Wilson. The Bengals took Jordan Battle at 95, uh, safety out of Alabama. The Detroit Lions take Broderick Martin, a defensive tackle. And here's where the compensatory picks started. Um, 
so I was wrong. It's not like 15. It's like five to seven. <laughs> um, but the uh, the compensatory pick started with Broderick Martin. Uh, then the Washington Commanders took a center out of Arkansas, Ricky Stromberg. The Cleveland Browns take Siaka Ika, and that rounds out the five right there. So I liked the Jordan Battle pick, and I hated it yeah. at the same time, and I loved Siaka yeah. Ika to the Browns. Um, they're getting better, and I think that's what they have to and do. And Ricky Stromberg also, I did like that one as well. Because Arkansas has always been known for their very, very physical offensive line. And that's what the commanders need. That was a good pick for them. Well, the last four that were taken tonight were Jake Moody, the kicker, out of Michigan. Michigan. He was selected by the 49ers. The Raiders take Trey Tucker, a wide receiver out of Cincinnati. The 49ers are back on the clock, and they take Cameron Latu, tight end out of Alabama. And then Makai Blackman, cornerback, USC. Um, Monica, talk about those those players uh, that were, you know. What are the 49ers doing, mm-hmm. honestly? I, I guess they think they don't have a ton of holes to fill. I, and so they're thinking, you know, hey, we can just kind of do our own thing. Um. I, d- I, I don't like it, it. Uh, personally. I, but I don't like what they're doing at all. It does not make sense to me. Yeah. Taking a... Who was the last... Who was... Let's see. The Tampa Bay took a kicker... Uh, Aguayo. Oh, Aguayo. Was it the second round or the third round a few years ago? Second round. He was awful. And he was awful. Yeah. I mean... Or I'm interested to see if that uh, Jake Moody works out for yeah. them. Well, here are the top five players. Uh, the top we'll do the top six because I like number six. The top six players that are left, and then we'll call it a night. Um, I guess technically <laughs> a day uh, for those of you listening to this. But number one is Keely Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia. Number two is Adetomiwa Adeboware. Uh, defensive end out of Northwestern. Number three is Dewan Jones, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Number four is Henry Toatou, Alabama inside linebacker. Number five is Clark Phillips, cornerback out of Utah. And number six is Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas. Monica, what of those six names, who will be called first tomorrow? Who's on the clock? <laughs> I believe on the clock tomorrow... Let's see here. I can pull it up right here. Just give me a second. Round four. I think it's the Bears. Yeah, the Bears start on the clock at number one hundred three. I think that it would be it would be smart for them to take Roshan Johnson. I was thinking the same thing. Um, they have filled every need so far, other than an outside linebacker and a running back. And there are some outside linebackers and running backs mm-hmm. available still. Uh, but I think running back is the best of those needs that are available with Roshan Johnson. And but so, kind of uh, lower down the yeah, and in fact, lower the down the list of something that I think that they could do. I don't know if they would. I would be I would be very interested in seeing them take Blake Freeland, an offensive lineman from yeah. BYU, I believe. I would be very yeah. intrigued if they could if they did that. All right, well, let's close by doing this. Give me your your most favorite 
and your least favorite pick of round three and round two. Let's give them that. We should have done that last round. I'm sorry. Um, what was your favorite pick of round two and three? Um, I don't know. What was yours? I got to think about this. I really loved the Darnell Washington to the Steelers. I did not think that that was going to happen because it's essentially an extra mm-hmm. offensive lineman that can go to any mm-hmm. side of the ball. And that's exactly what we needed. Um, I really hated Zach Charbonnet going to the uh, mm-hmm. the Seahawks. And I, I also, just for biased reasons, I hated Trenton Simpson, Jordan Battle, and Siaka Ika. For round so. two, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say it's going to be a tie. A lot of these offensive line picks I thought were really good. Like Joe Tipman, Cody Mock, Cam Smith. I know that's not an offensive line pick, but and then also John Michael Schmitz and Osiris Torrance. I was a really big fan mm-hmm. of those. The one that I liked the least was Jonathan Mingo. That one just didn't really make sense. Yeah, that one. That one also was. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it was such a bad pick. I had kind of forgotten <laughs> it happened. Um, and I think there's a very good chance that in three to four years from now, we're going to forget that he played in the NFL. So um, I hope yeah. I'm wrong because I'd like to see him succeed. Uh, you know, it's a good thing to be drafted and a wonderful thing to be drafted in the top three rounds. But yikes. Um, you know, there's still some good receivers left out there tomorrow. And then in round three, well, uh, my homer self really wants to say Drew Sanders, but I have to say Hendon Hooker. Yeah, and then my really least favorite, oh, man. I'd, the 49ers, their picks. It just doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, the kicker. The kicker. Yeah, that's not a good pick. Well, Monica, we'll be back together maybe Monday, I think, to discuss okay. rounds four through seven. Um, and then also we're going to just start after the undrafted free agents are, are signed and everything tomorrow, there's going to be a, a barrage of signings. Um, we'll cover them in a, a separate episode. We'll probably start going through each team, mm-hmm. what they've done and kind of projecting, you know, um, grades for those players as far as the overall grade for the team. Um, I think I'm going to do a, you know, a love it or leave it. I don't think I'm going to give A, yeah. B, C or D, um, you know, I just I'm not that advanced. So, uh, do you have anything you want to add before we close oh, out this I think, episode? I think we've covered about everything. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you Monday. Take care.